0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. When man invented the bicycle, he reached the peak of his attainments. Here was a machine of precision and balance for the convenience of man, and unlike subsequent inventions for man's convenience, the more he used it, the fitter his body became. Here for once was a product of man's brain that was entirely beneficial to those who used it and of no harm or irritation to others. Progress should have stopped when man invented the bicycle. enough with that smolchy bike stuff let's move on to real topics Mm
2: -hmm.
1: here in Melbourne there's a bit of soft rain about the heat's gone away for a couple of days so you can still smell the damp in the air we're joined along in the show this morning at the Arabug Mm -hmm. radio show here at 3CR faith good morning good morning faith and we're doing a show today about crossing Australia the Indian Pacific Jesse good morning good morning Sarah, good morning. Hi there. Good to have you back again. Both of you, I presume. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good show. We'll have normal news and events and a round-up, but we'll be focusing on riding a bike from one side of Australia to the other. Let's just get along quickly and get into some bike moments. I know Faith always saves one up for the show. <laughs>
0: that, that's why so many of them revolve around Edinburgh Gardens. Yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Which um, yeah, this morning was an Edinburgh Gardens moment, um, and and just that smell of uh, um, wet grass as I was riding through. You notice the uh, local council had obviously scheduled <coughs> grass mowing for this morning and were going ahead no matter what. <laughs> so I got a fine spray of wet grass as uh, uh, I rode through, but it smelled good.
1: Oh, beautiful. The classic back-to-school uh, episode the other day, riding to work, and there's Mama Duck, Duck and Dad Duck down the bottom and six kids in between, streamers, <laughs> Spokey dokes. And you know that first week of school when kids are all clean and their hats yes. are on properly? <laughs> and when they,
0: you care. They, they,
1: their hair's done up in braids. It was wonderful, getting shepherded across the road. Very cute. Uh, Jessie.
3: Yeah, well, it's all been about the Herald Sun Tour over the last week. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so yeah. we had um, took a group out on a ride. Um, we got a train to Benalla and rode the long way via a lot of dirt roads, Rose River Road and Goldie Spur over to um, the back of Beechworth um, to watch a bit of a bit of Herald Sun Tour action. Damon yeah. House and taking on the best in the world, yeah. um, tearing up the back of the hill to Stanley. So that was great
1: Domestic fun. becomes podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. We'd, um, I didn't see the end when Chavez ended up... Oh, sorry, I should slide yeah, off this topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, we'll get away from this. <laughs> Sarah.
2: Um, I've had a fairly quiet week, uh, but I did do something different the other morning, and that was both Jesse and I went out and did um, a little bit of circle work down at Brunswick Velodrome. Mm. So just something different, um, just different angle of training, but it was it was lovely we had the sun sunrise and it was quiet and it was peaceful and it was yeah just a change of environment so that was an early uh, morning it was early (laughs) yes done some
3: great work on the surface out there too yeah 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 yeah. great house great views yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: it still took me five minutes to get the balls to go up the side of it (laughs) (laughs) How
1: long do you reckon do you notice someone just on the topic you jump on a different a bike that's completely different one of yours do they take 50 metres or 100 metres to... Oh, yeah, I'm back on this. I know which way this goes now. Uh,
2: anyway. Mountain bike, a road to mountain bike, or mountain bike to road is different. Like, I'll corner badly and just uh, overcorrect yeah, yeah. and almost throw myself off the bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might
1: just be uh, me. Oh, well, we should use, move on to a bit of news. The news was in House and winning the Errol Sun Tour, um, which was good. Great race, again. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. It's been a good couple of weeks, actually, with uh, the Cadell Evans race and everything else going on in Victoria.
0: Yeah. And other news was um, Cycling Victoria had their 2016 awards on Friday, they announced their award winners. So there was – I mean, everyone obviously deserves to be listed, but I won't. But um, the ones that leapt out were – David Morgan from Brunswick Cycling Club, or Mr Pink, as a lot of people (laughs) might know him. And he got Victorian Official of the Year Road and Track, and that's because he devotes about 70 volunteer hours a week to running everything from kids' clinics to Roubaix to racing and track sessions at disc and, uh, um, and, and has also, you know, devoted his family to it too, so... Um, and Brady O'Donnell got Victorian Track Cyclist of the Year, female. And Carol Cook got Victorian Cyclist of the Year, as well as uh, Paracyclist of the Year. Good. Okay. And if you want the full list, you'll find it at Cycling Victoria's website. We'll put a link up after the show
1: with the podcast. And if Paul Keating's quote that if you change the government, you change the country is correct. <laughs> We've got a new transport minister in New South Wales. Mr Duncan Guy has gone away back to the country the uh, new minister is Melinda Parvey now I think either Melinda Parvey or Gladys Berchicklin was either the opposition transport minister. both of them ride bikes both of them were always committed to Clovermore's idea of a bike friendly city so interesting to see a radical change come just through changing personnel
0: yes yeah. hopefully yeah, <laughs> Hopefully a pretty that's radical change Yes
1: I know. You're not talking about Mr Trumbull are you? No, no sorry.
0: <laughs> The Trumbull free zone
1: <laughs> That's it for that's news That's it for news <laughs> <laughs> As you, as you can see, Faith and I had this sort of silly Finally just, A glance or a, 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 a poke at all of the library We're away. <laughs> it's
0: weird. We'll be, it's totally my radar. I'm going you off completely. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
1: Estás sintonizando 3DR? Ocho thinko thinko letu
3: M. radio three CR panjo mission
2: kind CR song AM 855. nam nam. quý vị đón
3: nghe radio three CR AM. Each week. 3CR broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities
0: and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the
3: airwaves. Call the station on 94198377. The number is again 94198377.
0: And you're back listening to the Arabag Radio Show on 3CR. The studio, Our studio guests this morning are Jesse Carlson and Sarah Hammond, and we're going to be talking about the Indian Pacific Wheel Race. Um, I love the fact that you called it a wheel race. Mm-hmm. And maybe, Jesse, <coughs> since it's your baby, maybe you can start off by uh, telling the listeners how you came up with this idea okay. and what, what it is.
3: Yeah, all right. So the, the Indian Pacific Wheel Race is a... Uh, it's, a, it's it's an unsupported solo uh, bike race across Australia, um, coast to coast. So we're starting in Fremantle on the 18th of March and you finish at the Opera House whenever you get there. Um, so it's, it's single stage. You ride as much as you want, sleep as much as you want. Um, so there's no team cars, there's no support. You're out there by yourself. Um, whatever you need along the way, you either need to take with you from the start or find it along the way. Um, and so... It's all on sealed roads as well this event um, and so I guess this whole field is called bike packing and it's it was i guess the most famous race in this scene started a bit over ten years ago, the Tour divide um, and it's grown from there to uh, other races across um, the u s the trans america um, bike race, which both Sarah and I have, have raced in um, and also the transcontinental race in Europe. So it's a growing scene. There's more and more riders interested to, to do this sort of thing. And um, in Australia, we've got a rich and largely forgotten history of ultra-endurance cycling dating back to the 1890s, even even a bit earlier. Um, and so there were these intrepid young characters way back then that, you know, once the safety bicycle became cheap and, and um, affordable and a bit more reliable, they thought they'd take off and see if they could ride across the country. So the whole wheel race concept, these were called wheel, they were wheelmen back then and they were, yeah. they, they were wheel races and so I wanted to call back onto some of that history as well and try to try to remember some of these intrepid characters from back then.
1: We had, um, I'm trying to remember the lovely elderly gentleman, I should have said, that man from Geelong who wrote a history of Geelong but telling the story of the two or three who rode Penny Farthings mm. from Sydney to Brisbane. No mm. roads, hardly anything but they got there in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, West to east.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we're starting in um starting in Fremantle. Um uh, we'll start at the South Mole. South Mole Lighthouse. Six AM, eighteenth of eighteenth of March. And um yeah, so we'll we'll kick off from there. So we've got about oh, how many now? Seventy five or so riders coming from around the world. Um I think thirty or forty of them coming from Europe mostly, a few Americans in there too. Um, as well as some, some, of the, some of the people who've made a name for themselves in some of the other races too. So what's interesting is um, with these races, once they've run for a few times, people start to get to know where the difficult parts are, where the services are, where they can find food or water and, um, and where they can't. Um, and so the inaugural event is always a little bit more interesting because it's a bit of a mystery. Um, so what's fascinating with this one, it's, uh, it's, I want to try to create a bit of a, a showdown between some of the, the big hitters in this in this space. I want an untested route um, where it's a level playing field, you know, coast to coast across Australia. So it looks uh, like we've we've set the scene for that. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: It's, um, what's the elevation compared? sorry, across America last year... This is a lot flatter.
2: It's, uh, it's a faster course. Yeah. So it's shorter in distance and there is less elevation. Um, what Australia calls mountains in comparison yeah, 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 yeah. to what I experienced in Colorado is yeah. two very different things. So it's a little, little over half. I think it was, it's about 30-something, 30 30-something 30 yeah. thousand in elevation for this race, whereas Trans Am was over 60 and thousand,
1: the, yeah. the distance? What's this? Five three?
2: It keeps growing. it's five and a half. Whereas, yeah, again, Trans Am was about six thousand eight hundred. Uh, so, and um, in
0: January, I know if you're riding from the west to the east, you're going to have a headwind. What's March like?
3: Well, the weather's—it's always a bit of a mystery. Um, I mean. There's you can look at the averages, um, but but really it depends on where the big if there's a big high pressure system yeah. over the mm. over the bite, um, you could get lucky, you could get unlucky depending yeah. on which side yeah. of it you're on. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's part of the fun with these ultra endurance events. <laughs> yeah. Often if, for events that last a day, you can be stuck in some miserable weather, and you can rationalise it by saying, "Oh well, it's the same for everyone." Yeah, yeah. but in yeah, these races, not, it definitely really, isn't. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Tell yeah. me. Um, Tactics is a big part of it. You guys can't see where everybody else is on the ride, though, can you?
2: Well, you can and you can't. So uh, with this race, reception is going to be a huge factor especially towards the start and through the Nullarbor and some of the more remote areas. Um, If you do have reception, of course you can log on and see where other races are. Um, Other than that, you may have to just count how many people you pass Pass. in the first couple Uh. of days (laughs) Um. and then you might have to rely on people that are following the race. Uh, so yeah. i 've had that with previous races, even Race to the Rock people will call me in a roadhouse and go you 're hundred kilometers ahead here or there and yeah. um yeah, so some of it some of it 's guessing um the rest of it 's just um hoping yeah. <laughs> you 're well, ahead of everyone else
1: if you 're physically able to worry about the competitors you 're probably not putting out <laughs> enough power right. <laughs> mm. There's a, probably a connection between I've got to get through this as quickly as I can. Doesn't matter whether I'm racing against somebody or not, is not it? Mm. Mm.
3: Yeah. So I should say that um, each of the riders have, carries a, a GPS yeah. tracker, yep. um, which allows um, which allows their locations to be plotted on a map and coordinated. And so it's sort of like a web-based way of tracking rider locations. So you can log onto a website, you see where everyone is. You can see. Um, and, and so one of the one of the things with this race is we'll be heading heading right through the major cities in Australia. So we're going to run straight through the middle of Adelaide, straight through the middle of Melbourne, straight through the middle of Canberra, and we're going to finish at the Opera House too. Right. So um, it'll be a great opportunity for for people to see, we'll go out and even ride with some of the races for a little bit on their right. way through. Um, tell them a little bit about. Um, Melbourne or C- Sydney or Canberra as, you, as you're as riding through. It'd be a great, great way to um, to sort of let them know um, about the local riding and, and what happens in that place. So hopefully we can encourage a few people to get out there and have a ride with some of the races, track them and watch them come in. So.
0: In terms of organisation, because I know often with um, your you more normal sort of race and that there's permits and mm. things involved, what um, sort of organizations though in that respect any
3: Well really every rider in this is and is organizing their own adventure. Yep. Um each racer needs to I mean for a course of this this long, if you wanted to have rolling road closures or no. or even yeah, market yeah. Okay. Or, or have volunteers it would, yeah, entry <laughs> fees would, would be, be yeah. you know several <laughs> million dollars per rider. <laughs> um so these races, I mean they're they're quite an informal Informal arrangement. Yep. So each rider's really been given an excuse to plan out their own adventure. Yeah, um, they need to arrange their own insurance, and they enter on on that that yep. sort of basis. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of the races around the world um, are treated in a in a similar way. It's yep. sort of agreed that it's it's you're on your own bike tour. Everyone just happens to be doing it at the just same, time. The same or time, or starting yeah, at yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and that allows you then to really tap into that because it it does then. Sort of garner all that real grassroots support. I mean, we saw how crazy Melbourne went watching Sarah ride <laughs> across America, mm. um, and and that thing where people really get tied into each cyclist's story. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure there will be people going out mm-hmm. with the. In terms of um, not supported, what can people do without making it difficult for the riders?
3: Yeah, I think the... It's an interesting one. So um, I guess the thing is riders will, I mean, you, you could go out and meet a rider on the side of the road. Um, maybe they'll stop, maybe they won't. Mm. Um, hopefully they will, um, but maybe they've stopped five kilometres early yeah. to chat yeah. to someone. Um, and so as long as you, you're out there trying to support support the riders in some way, that would be great. Um, you know, you could chalk up the road yep. with a message of support yep. or yep. you could That's just awesome. come out to the side of the road. You might have a bottle of water or something like that. Riders will all make will will each make their own call on what they will and won't accept. Um, It's a largely self-policed thing, so it's a it's an unsupported event. But that sort of serendipitous um, support from I guess you call them we call them trail angels that just um, appear is often a fantastic thing. Um, And so maybe so if I was riding across the Nullarbor and someone stopped and offered me a bit of water. There may be a, a Mars bar or something. Sure, I'd take it. But if they said, "Oh, look, my house is up here. Come in and have a shower and a sleep," and yeah. you know, you wouldn't. I wouldn't uh-huh. accept right. that sort yep. of thing. So, yeah.
2: And don't wake us up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you by the <laughs> side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> if, no, no, no. It's happened. If, yeah, it happened in the states. Yeah, oh. A couple woke me up to have a chat. So don't wake us up, please.
0: <laughs> no, I think when you look at those hours people putting in, interrupting that two hours of yeah
2: 10 Damn minutes it. <laughs> it was a
1: 10 minutes. <laughs> i would imagine across the 75 people one thing that it all have in common is they're fairly independent sort of people mm. so they're not going to rely on it their, their basis of their ideas i can do this by myself isn't it
3: yeah no. they're, they're all signing up on the basis that that they're they're doing this under their own power yeah. um so this this whole event there's there's I mean, the rules state, there's no drafting and you know, yeah. you're, you're doing it under your own steam. Um, so they're all largely, they're all independent. A lot of them have had experience in races elsewhere in the world, whether it's the Trans Am or whether it's the Transcontinental or Tour Divide. So so it's a pretty, it looks like a pretty experienced field um, with the exception of a lot of Australians, to be honest. I was going honest. to say, yeah. Yeah. for yeah. a few
0: people who, because it's a big investment to go overseas and do this sort of ride. So this is an opportunity for someone who wouldn't, be able to do that to sort of...
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this that was part of the reason I wanted to to put put this thing on as well. Um, i spoken to a lot of people in Australia who lament the fact that they can't get the time off or they don't have the money to go yeah. and do these events in, in the US or Europe. And so I thought, well, let's try to attract some riders here and... Um, yeah, put on, put on the same sort of style of event so the opportunity is there for those, those people and so it's great so hopefully they'll, they'll have an opportunity to race some of the best in the world and um, yeah. see how
1: they go yeah. yeah, and if you get you know halfway across and decide to slow down you're still going to you know, if you've got a bit of time hmm.
0: Yeah, and so if we think about um, not as the race organiser but now as one of the riders and you Sarah what are you both looking forward to in this race
2: uh, home soil, no jet lag before starline. Um, understanding some of the weather conditions. Uh, for me, coming through Melbourne is going to be amazing, um, granted what time I come through, but having, I guess, that support on such a local level because yeah. I got so homesick in the States and just the little messages on the roads and that that'd be amazing. But actually seeing people when I'm coming through Melbourne's gonna be pretty crazy. I think there'll be a wall of purple T shirts. Oh, it's gonna be insane. <laughs> Someone needs to bring my dog. <laughs> yes. um, and being so close to home, like within yeah. kilometres of where I live and then knowing I've still got to push on for another twelve hundred K. But I yeah, that's that's gonna be really, really special, I think. That yeah. section through Melbourne, even through Adelaide, um, yeah. there's people I know in Adelaide. I'm sure that'll be out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a bit of a home advantage. For Absolutely. Some. I think so. Yeah. There's a lot
3: of things about Australia that that it's hard to even communicate to some foreigners as mm. well. So, um, so just the fact that a small town that might be on a map, just to, for them to understand that there may be a pub there, and not little more, <laughs> and maybe yeah. that pub won't be open. And yeah. maybe if you, you want a meal at that pub, it's only from six to well, late I in the evening. Um, and only in the light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that'll be very different yeah. to, for a lot of people who, who are used to riding in Europe where you get, you, you'll often get villages um, yeah. every every 10Ks okay. or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what are you really looking forward to, Jesse?
3: Um, well, I'm looking forward to finishing. <laughs> to <be honest. laughs> no, I, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing um, seeing everyone there at the start. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. seeing their faces and the, that nervous excitement about taking on a big adventure. I think it's the it's rush. gonna be um <laughs> it's gonna be eighty years since um Oppie did his record breaking ride from Fremantle to Perth oh, sorry, Fremantle, Fremantle to Sydney. Yep. Um and so it's I don't know, that's a, that's a really special thing. The Audax guys this year are putting on some some similar event or some events across yep. Australia too. And so um, I think that's a, that's a really big thing. So it's going to be good to see all these intrepid adventurers like people were doing um, over 120 years ago, doing the same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Since you've raised him up, we should talk about Edward Erie because he's the one who first walked across. Oh, yeah. and I think he started off with six, ended up with one at the other end. Mm. Uh, he was the first person, one of those early Australian yeah. explorers, too. He was the first one to walk across. Unbeknownst to me, but only since I studied this, he then became the governor of Jamaica. Oh, wow. The there you go. <laughs> See? There, was a the slave, there was a slave riot, which he put down with 608 hangings, oh. another 600 <laughs> floggings, <laughs> 1,000 oh, houses burnt down. He was then known in the for- British Foreign Affairs as the Monster of <laughs> Jamaica.
2: Wow, wow. a story. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> you can see where that determination <laughs> <came from. laughs> Nothing gets in his
2: way. Oh, no. no.
1: A long history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Jesse quick I know you've done both. To divide race across America or race across Australia, there, there's a fair bit of difference. Yeah,
3: so the Trans Am is Well Trans Am and, and, and the this indian pacific wheel race they're going to be quite similar i think um i've tried to set this up so it's the course is is like a good race course it's not the fastest way across you've got the desert to start rolling hills through adelaide great ocean road and then you have got mountains to finish so it's sectioned off into stages similar to the trans am so i think this will be a a fair bit more remote than the trans am but i think it'll be similar in its nature yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and uh there's still a few places available. If there's someone who has already, <laughs> who who had had already done all the logistics, thought it through, and is really convinced they can still do this, it's um,
2: not too late. <laughs> the
0: website, if people want to read about the race or have a look at the start list or even get in touch to, uh,
3: yeah, you can find us at um, www.IndianPacificWheelRace.com. Um, we're also on Facebook and uh and instagram as well um get in touch with us um through any of those channels um yeah we've been posting up some some interesting profiles of the races along the way Mm -hmm. um which is it's fascinating to see the, the different backgrounds that they've had so um yeah, look if you're if you're short of something to do in March, I mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> want to ride right across the country. Um, we'll see
1: you, so you in Fremantle on the 18th. Pump up the tyres on the <laughs> get your all right, Absolutely, yeah. you can rely on the kindness of strangers from one side <laughs> of to the, the other. Jesse, when the see close to the race, the whole spotting thing comes up. Yeah, yep. so
3: we'll, we'll post. A, we'll, we'll also post a link, and it should be available on the website too. A, a website where. Um, all the rider locations will be um, be able to be seen twenty four seven, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to track your the, the progress of the the riders that way. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, don't don't just look at the the people at the front. I, I have more fun following the the, mm. the guys at the, the the lantern rouge. To be honest, they <laughs> often have um, fascinating stories and you know the perseverance that they they showed to, to push through is is remarkable. Uh, yeah.
1: My grandmother always told me, "Never bet on anything that can talk." <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a favourite for the race?
3: Um, I don't know. Well, we've got some we've got some big names coming out. So Christoph Alligat and Mike Hall uh, are both coming out. So Mike Hall has pretty much won everything there is to to win. Um, Christoph Alligat has has won the Transcontinental race, which is Mike Hall's race, which he doesn't race yeah. um, every year since been running. The only year he didn't win it was when he was busy winning the Trans Siberia race, nine yeah. and a half thousand k's across yeah. Siberia. Um, so those two guys have never raced. Um, so everyone's all, you know, people are on Team Mike or Team Kristoff. No, yeah. But there's a lot of talented Australian riders um, that, that are just unknown in this scene. So this is their opportunity to, to have, a, have a red hot go and yeah. um, see how they can, they can match up against the best in the world.
0: And that's all we have time for today. Thanks a lot for coming into the studio, Jesse and Sarah. It's a pleasure. We'll uh, put links up to uh, the website and all the details about the race on the podcast. Coming up, just quickly, this yep. weekend um, is Melbourne Bike Rave. So this is the fifth year the Melbourne Bike Rave has been going. You can, if you Google Melbourne Bike Rave 2017, you'll find uh, the Facebook page where. There's a link for you to download a four-hour mix and also all the details about the ride, but it's on February the 11th this weekend.
1: If you haven't got to Acme to see the uh, ride yet, you should get along to see it. Talking about Sir Herbie Oppen before. Great show and a great film. Also coming up, a Resurrection, I think. It's gone up and down the last couple of years. The World Naked Bike Ride is back on mm-hmm. again, and that's Sunday, the, uh, March the 19th. I would uh, look at the uh, Melbourne Bike Fund page. It'll have all the particulars on there. Good to see it. Shame
0: back. that doesn't coincide with all the riders coming <laughs> oh, through. <right. laughs>
1: we, we could have given you an escort. Straight up Swanson Street. and <laughs> get the music box out the way. Next time, Jesse,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You oh, make dear. it across the Nullarbor and. <laughs> You couldn't believe what happened when I got to come you be right
2: faster. Oh, come on. You'd be the
0: only one in the group
1: with clothes on, then, if you're right.
2: Okay.
0: Three CR. Um it depends on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. So if you'd like to subscribe, especially during the month of February, um, that would be great, or you could make a donation to the station and you'll find the details for doing both those at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.